Okay, we're doing, learning Daf Pei Gimel. We're starting right from the bottom, Pei Basement Base. Just to clarify what it is that we're talking about, we're talking about we have the husband's ability to be made for a nidarim of Inoi Nefesh. That means his wife's making a nether and she's afflicted by it, so he can be made for it, he can revoke it. But let's say it's one nether that she takes from different components. Yesterday we saw a case where she took a nether from two loaves of bread. One of them she is Inoi from, one of them is a good loaf of bread that she desires to eat and cannot. And the other one is not. It's a regular coarse, you know, brand sort of loaf of bread that doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't appeal. So she's not Misana because she doesn't have that. But she took the nether from both collectively. As we saw, the case in the Ran was, she said, these two loaves, they are of Asra me. So she's Asraing them in a unit together. So the question is, could the husband uh, be made for both of them? Because they're a unit. So if he's made for, because she's afflicted by the nether, as we saw from the Ran, it's Yefei Renu, he's revoking the whole nether, it's the whole thing. There's no such thing as a partial afara. So once he's made for the Misana, he's made for the Me'enu Misana. Or perhaps we say different. Perhaps the Hafara only takes effect relative to the part that she has Inoi from. So yesterday we had a Machlokas, but uh, Rabbi Yochanan's opinion was that the Hafara only is, only is effective for the part that she has Inoi from, not for the part that she doesn't. That was Rabbi Yochanan. So the Mara asks, Isfeya, Isha Shinojim and a woman who makes, makes herself a Nazira. And then she goes ahead, again, she's intentionally drinking wine. Or she's maybe metamalamason, becoming tummy, things that a Nazir, Nazira is not allowed to do. So this is obvious. She goes ahead and gets lashes. She receives the lashes for what she did. There's not any novelty in this. This is just setting up what we're going to teach her. There's mamish lashes for a woman as well who is a Nazira and willingly, intentionally breaking the Naziras. However, let's say the husband had removed the vow, and Naziris is a vow. So a husband can remove, he could revoke the Naziris the same way he could revoke any other nether. <coughs> she may not even be aware of what her husband had done. Hafara isn't something that you necessarily have to communicate to a wife. Hafara is that the husband revokes it, regardless of whether or not he tells a wife. So she continues to drink wine or go touch the dead bodies. She does not receive the lashes. And the reason why is because the nether is removed. Clara point. Now, Fi'am is made for the Masana. Fain may fairly shain Masana. By the way, before we even get in, the Gemara Nazar does derive that she needs atonement. Even though she doesn't receive lashes because of the fact that the Naziris was removed, she still is, was intentionally trying to sin. You know, she, she went ahead and drank wine thinking she was a Nazira trying intentionally to break her Naziris. Happens to be that unbeknownst to her husband had removed the, ne- removed the nether. So there's no lashes here, but we do learn from the Pasuk Hashem Mistachla, the Gemara in Nazar says that she does need a form of atonement. So it's lashes that there's not, but she certainly is some form of sinner for trying to, you know, rebel against God. At any rate, what does this have to do with us? So let's break it down. Why could a husband be made for an Naziris? In this bride, we see a husband is made for an Naziris. Now, why? Must be that Naziris leaves her afflicted. Now, why is a woman afflicted when she's a Nazira? Clearly, she's afflicted because she, she can't drink uh, wine. That makes sense. But there's many other components of Naziris which don't really leave a person afflicted. For example, you can't eat any grape product whatsoever. You can't eat, you know, little grape seeds. You can't eat the, can't eat the stems. Like, it's hard to say that if somebody is afflicted by that point. So is it true that when you're made for a Naziris, the whole thing goes away? Or perhaps the only part that's going to go away are the part that she is afflicted from. According to Rabbi Yechlan, it's only the part that she's afflicted from. So if you say when the vow incorporates two things, one that she's afflicted by and one that she's not, then the hafara only removes the part that she's afflicted by. Then the chayra, when you remove Naziris, you're only removing it from the wine. 
That's real affliction for the fact that she can't have that. But the seeds and the skins of the grapes, you didn't necessarily be made for it. Although it's Litzara, no one's going to say not having grape seeds puts you in uh, great discomfort. If so, if she would go have grape seed, she should still she should still receive lashes. So what we're asking basically is that the Mishnah should have mentioned that. Nothing the Mishnah said was wrong. The Mishnah said if the husband was made for her and she drank wine, so then she's not going to receive lashes. Fine, that's a true point because the hafara certainly takes effect for the wine which she was afflicted from. But the Mishnah like didn't specify at all that the Nazira still remains, legabe the parts of the Naziras that she was not discomforted from. The Mishnah didn't make that point. So the, 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 that omission from the Mishnah implies that, you know, the Naziris is gone. There's no effect from the Naziris once the husband's made for it. And we're asking that according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Naziris should very much still be in effect from the parts that, uh, from the part that she, she, uh, she does not have Inoy from. So the Gemara answers, Amar Rav Yosef, in Naziris Lachatzan, there's no Naziris in a halfway, in a halfway point. What does the Gemara mean? What does the Gemara mean? What's the Gemara saying? So the Rishonim explained the Gemara is saying a super lundish point. Yesterday, the case that we're talking about in Rav Yochanan's Psaq is that she took two loaves of bread, in her words, co- collected them together, unified them, and said, these two loaves I will, not, I will not have any pleasure from. What does one loaf have to do with the other? Nothing. Nothing intrinsically, any, no connection between the two. She happens to put them together in one neder. There we say that if she's afflicted by one and not afflicted by the other, the hafar is only, on the, uh, is only effective on the afflicted part, not on the non-afflicted part. But there, that's because it's incidental that one loaf is in the neder with the other loaf. But Nazirus, <coughs> when the Torah speaks about a nazir and it says a whole long list of things that the nazir has to abstain from, it's, they're intrinsically connected. That's a Naziris. Happens to be some things the Nazir is uh, afflicted from. Other things you wouldn't say are necessarily affliction in the fact that he can't have. But it's a package deal. There's no such thing as a Naziris that's in a halfway thing. So there's no such thing as a Nazir is not going to drink wine but could have grape seeds. It's a package deal with the Naziris. They all go together. There, the Koach far that the husband has obviously is going to revoke the entire Naziris because there's no such thing as a half Naziris. By the loaves of bread, but there's no intrinsic connection from one loaf to the other. So maybe Maybe the 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 the, the, from the husband will only remove the part that the, the, the wife was suffering from. My Naziris, you're not gonna have anything halfway at all. So that's an amazing answer. What a great, clear answer. But there's an implication that throws the Gemara off. Would there be a carbon for half in his ears? So this is completely on a tangent. And you have to remember this. The answer is good. Don't get thrown off. Our answer that we gave the between the loaves of bread and the ears was clear. We're off on a tangent to understand a little bit sharper what the point is. What would be if there was half a Naziris? Would a person bring a carbon at the end? So just to understand, after the end of the term of Naziris, a person brings three carbonos. Ola, Chatas, and Shlomer. So what would the din be if somebody observes, let's say 15, normally Naziris has to be at least 30 days. So let's say a woman observes 30 days of Naziris correctly, properly, achieving what she's supposed to do, and then the husband revokes the, revokes the Naziris. So the term is over. It was cut short is probably precisely the way to say it. Does she bring a carbon when it's cut short? She completed the term to the best of her capability. She didn't do 30 days because the husband revoked it. Would she bring the carbonos? On the one hand, yes, she did all she could. Now the husband removed it. On the other hand, maybe it's an incomplete term. Only when you complete the term of, of Nazir. Here it just, it got cut short, short. 
So maybe there's no carbon. So we said there's no halfway naziris. Would there be a carbon for half of a naziris? So the Gemara says, Allah marbai, in naziris, in carbon, lachatzan. No, there's not even a, a, a carbon for half of it either. So both points. You can't have a naziris that exists only on grapeseed, but not on wine. And that's why when the husband revokes naziris, all of it goes away, even the part that she's not afflicted from. And second of all, that point is true as well. There's no halfway carbon. So if she does 15 days and the husband is made for it, she doesn't bring a carbon for achieving the halfway mark. Says the Gemara Mesfei, we have a kasha on that point from a brisa. Imagine a woman who made herself into a nazira. She then brought a. Uh, she then became tummy. So this is just to understand something is that when a, when someone who is a nazir becomes tummy, they need carbonos before they can restart the count. So you have to get a term thirty days of of, of pure days. But if you become tummy in the middle, you actually have to bring carbonos. There's like a chatas and an asham that then set you back to day one. So she designated, she became Tami and she designated those Karbanos. But the husband revoked her nether for her. So what's happening is that she's no longer an Azir. She's no longer an Azir. She doesn't really need to bring anything. <coughs> so still, what's the halacha? Of the Karbanos, which have been designated, she's not going to bring the Asham lamb and the Ola bird, but she would bring the Chathas bird. Just to understand a little bit clearer, when a Nazir becomes Tame, before they can restart the count, there's an Ola bird, a Chathas bird, and an Asham lamb. At the end of the term of Nazir, there's different things. There's an Ola, Chathas, and Shlam animals. But at this point, where she designates the, the Karbanos for her Tumah, and then the husband revoked a vow, so if there was the Chathas bird, which she had designated, that is brought. But the Ola bird, and certainly the Asham animal, which she had designated, are not brought. So obviously that's very hard to understand why one carbon is abroad and the other one's not, right? What's going on? But before the Gemara even deals with that question, the Gemara just deals with a broader point. If you're right, that the carbon isn't brought for accomplishing half of the term, so why should you bring the chatzah to off? Meaning, if, if you're right, that, that once the husband revokes it, so now from this point on, you know, it's just a, a, a term of Naziris that was cut short. So then why is she bringing this Chatzah Sa'ov bird? So the Gemara counters with the obvious point. What are you trying to prove? That there is a carbon which is brought for observing half the Naziris. Then she should bring three Chatzah Sa'ov The point that the Gemara is saying is, if she wouldn't have become Tameh, and she would have completed it, she would have had to bring all those three animals which you bring upon completion of a full Naziris thing. So here she became Tameh, and she's not going to be doing that because she's, it's just cut short. But let her bring the three animals that she would, um, that, 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 that she would have to bring when it's completed. Now, just to, just to clarify, this is a very hard line in the Gemara. Does the Gemara want that she should bring the three the three carbonos you bring when a Nazar becomes Tameh to restart the count, or maybe the Gemara wants you to bring, the, like the Lashonai Gemara, the three carbonos that you bring at the end of the term. Meaning here, she became Tameh. A regular Nazar becomes Tameh is going to bring a Chatas, Chatas Of, Olas Of, and an Asham, restart the count, do the count, and then bring a Chatas Olo Shlaman. Here it's cut short, and now she doesn't have to practically do anything. If it's true that there would be a carbon Lachati Naziris, what would she bring? The, the, what, the, the Chatas Olo Shlaman package, or the Chathas Ola Asham package. Which, which one would you bring? So it's not so clear in the, uh, in the Rishonim. The Rishonim have two different ideas for it. But al Kopanim, it says she only brings the Chathas Oof. That certainly doesn't make sense, right? In other words, she's only bringing the Chathas Oof. You're trying to bring a proof that there's carbon the in his But the fact that it's only Chathas Oof and not the other ones proves that it's not a carbon the in his ears. So what are you saying? So the Gemara concludes, El Olam ain't carbon the in his ears. Really, <coughs> what Abayi said is right. That's why you don't, she's not bringing the full set of carbonos. She's only bringing the chatasov. Why a chatasov? Chatasov demati mishum chatas alas safek. 
Chatas bird is different. Why? Because it can be brought even for a suffix. Let's try to understand what the Gemara is saying. This is really heavy Nazir stuff. But there's a special leniency in a Chatas Of over the other Karbanas. Normally what happens is, is that if a person has a suffix, if they're obligated in a Karban, which can come up in many different scenarios. You know, one of the classic cases is, you know, Ledes. She gives birth. There was some sort of, you know, some sort of complicated miscarriage in the form of or, or deformity in the child or something like that. We're not sure for what exactly it was. It's a suffix in many cases if a woman has to bring a carbon. So the halacha is you can't bring a carbon out of doubt because when you bring an animal, you have to be makdish it as that obligation, right? Now, if echatas, what are you going to say? This is the, the chatos of the Oledes, but it might not be. She might not be obligated. So normally you would say, like intuitively, you can't bring that carbon out of doubt. It might be chulun ba'azara. Chulun ba'azara is an isra daraisa. You're not allowed to bring something in the azara and try to offer it as a carbon when it's not really a carbon. So with the question that we're saying is, what does a person do when they have a suffix carbon? So normally you have to refrain. But there's one thing we learned from Xeris HaKasav, the Gemara Nazir learns, chatos of is more lenient. It's ba'a al hasafik. That even if you have an uncertainty of whether or not you have to bring it, you still bring the chatas ha'ov. So once there was a special leniency for a chatas ha'ov, that it's ba'al ha'safek. The carbon of the chatas ha'ov is ba'al ha'safek. So now we say, even for a nazira whose term is, short, is cut short, and she's not offering the rest of the karbanas, but the chatas ha'ov that she doesn't in it already, why don't you bring it? By the way, just to understand the concept a little bit better, all other karbanas, there's a part that goes on the mizbeach. There's a part that goes on his back. The one carbon in the world, it's a good idea to have in your pocket, that has no, no parts of it that go on the back is the chatas of. It's only blood. Nothing more. There's no imurim. There's no parts which are burned on the back. Every other carbon has something which goes on it. Ola's all on it. Everything else usually is just the fats. But the chatas of is not like that. The chatas of, all the meat, all of the basar, is eaten by the Kalanim. Maybe that has something to do with it. We'll see when we learn Nazir a little bit better, understanding of why a chatas of is bala safik, and the other kula that therefore the Gemara is implementing here, that a chatas of is brought for an Izira wife whose term was cut short. So we, we've defended, we have defended Abai. Okay, so now we're going to go back to our original discussion. We got off on a little bit of a tangent. If you bring a carbon for a, a Naziris, that was cut short. Fine. Okay, Abayas said not. We've defended him. Minus Chatzos if you don't bring the Kabbalahs. Now back to the Iker Sugya, right? A person, made, a woman made a, 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 a neder from two loaves of bread. One she was Masana from, one she was not Masana from. If the husband's made fair to both, both, both loaves become permitted or only the loaf which she's afflicted from. Rabbi Yochanan said, only the loaf that she's afflicted from. So the Gemara has another kasha. It's fake. A woman who made a nether of Naziris and then became Tamay. And then the husband made the nether go away. She brings the Chatasov, as we just said. But she doesn't bring the Ola bird or the Ashram that she designated. Because it went away. If it's true, like Rabbi Yochanan, that when a woman asks herself on two things, one, she's afflicted by one, she's not afflicted by if the husband's Mayfair, he's only Mayfair. Clape what she was afflicted by. So Frakti Gemara, top of the Amid Bays. Dilma Meyayin to Isla Tsar Hafrla. Naziras, he removes the wine, we understand. But Mitumas Mesalitsar the Hafrla. What's the law that a Nazar cannot become Tame? Is there an Indian of like a, a person is afflicted from their desire to become Tame? No. You're afflicted because you want a glass of wine and you can't have wine. You're not afflicted by, by your desire to become Tame when you're not like that. So even after the husband was made for her, Lachaira. 
the wine should go away, but what should remain? The Isra to become Tameh should still be there. So if the Isra to become Tameh should still be there, so now what? Once he's made for the Isra of Tameh is still there, she should be obligated to bring her Asham lamb and her Ola Sa'of and Chata Sa'of and redo the count. Meaning it sounds like as soon as the husband was made for that's it. And you know, the whole thing is gone. Now we're just saying, okay, the chata sa'of is a leniency that is brought by nothing else. The assumption is that all the nazirs goes away. Why is that true? If a husband, when she's made, when she's, one thing she's misana from, one thing she's not misana from, only the thing she's misana from goes away, so the wine should go away, but the din not to become tummy should remain. And if the din to become tummy should remain, so then what? Then, then she should have to bring the carbonos of toma and restart her cap. Now the Gemara is a pella noira. Because we just asked a similar question on the Marav, and we gave a big yesoid. Ain Naziris Lachatzon. That Naziris is different than our case, because the two loaves of bread are not connected. Just incidentally, they're in the same nether. There, the other loaf of bread doesn't become permitted. But by Naziris, it's a package. That was our whole Torah on Namar Aleph. It's a package. So over here, the same thing. You're asking that she's only Misana from the wine, not from the Tomas Mezei. Fine, but it's one, there's one package. There's no, there's no din of, uh, of Naziris that where you could split. It's indivisible. You can't split the wine and the Tomas. So why doesn't the Gemara answer that? So the Rishonim say, you're right. Really, we could have answered that as well. Other Rishonim say, no, not necessarily true. I believe this is the most lumdish point in Naziris. You got to really see this more for Naziris to come about when we learn Nazir. Mitz Hashem. But the Gemara and Ahmed Aleph was talking about the grape seed in the wine. Okay, all the things the Nazir cannot eat. Those are taka, a package deal. But the Din Tuma and the Din Nazir are not a package deal. Why am I saying they're not a package deal? Because there's a form of a Nazir called the Nazir Shimshon where the Nazar cannot have wine and drink and, and all the great products, but he is allowed to become Tameh. What do I see? That there's a type of, of Naziris that has Tumah, a type of Naziris that doesn't have Tumah. Tumah and wine are not bats and connected. They're not, the, when we say in Naziris the Chatzon, we don't mean the connection between the wine and the Tumah. The Tumah Taka is a different din. So maybe a person can have the Isra Tumah without the Isra and wine. The same way there's a Nazar Shimshon, like Shimshon, the, the, the original one, the Shimshon. He was able to become a Tamil Mason, right? He killed many and he became Tame. That was, he has a different laws of Naziris, but he can't drink the wine. So maybe you could have Fakert also. The husband will remove the Tsar and she could drink wine, but the, what, what she's not with Tsar from, from the, from the Tumah, so that will remain. Here we can't answer that it's a package deal. It's not necessarily true that the Tumah and the wine are a package deal. So the Gemara is saying, why is the Tumah going away? So the Gemara says, Amri Tumah Space Tame Satsar. Yeah. Not becoming Tame can also bring a person pain. Why would, why would, would you have a desire to become Tame? When we talk about funerals, we talk about attending Shivas. So the Apostle says, whoever is living takes it to heart. Right? You show up at a Shiva, it's smart for you. Why? What, what, what are you taking to heart? Because whoever eulogizes other people, they'll eulogize him when he passes away. If you weep over the dead person, then other people will weep over you. Whoever buries the dead, other people will bury him. So therefore, if the woman has this Naziris that doesn't allow her to do that, it's going to be considered that she's, that she's misana, she's afflicted, because there are going to be consequences to that. You didn't show up to anyone's funeral. No one's going to show up to her funeral. So she's actually going to have a desire, the Gemara is saying, to go to the funeral, and she's not going to be allowed to. So it's considered inuay. So that's why the husband can take it away. So in conclusion, she is really a misana from the Tumah, and that's why we, the, when, when the husband's made for her, the hafara does go in effect, not only in regard to the wine, but in regard to the Tumah as well. Okay, that concludes that subject. Now we move on. <clears throat> Again, we are talking in this parak about Nidarim and what is Inoy Nefesh. 
very big Yisoy to the Machlekas. I think we came out a couple of days ago that, that there are four Machleks in Rabbi Yaisi and the Rabbanon in terms of how broad the definition is of Inur Nefesh. If someone says they're not going to bathe, someone says they're not going to have cosmetics, someone says they're not going to have relations, and someone says I'm not going to have the fruits of one specific store. Those are all four scenarios. Rabbi Yossi is going to say that's not Inur Nefesh. It's not Inur Nefesh. It's not such a big deal. The only Inur Nefesh, according to Rabbi Yossi, is where it's you know, broader, stronger. Someone says, I'm not going to have all the fruits or something like that. Whereas the Rabbanon say, an expansive definition of Inur Nefesh, all those things are Inur Nefesh. So now, and remember one other thing, what did we learn? That the Mishnayos in the Parak follow Rabbi Yossi's lenient view. Rabbi Yossi goes, they're not Inur Nefesh unless you're saying like all the fruits. And, 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 but otherwise, it might only be Beno Levena, only between her and her husband. But it, and it wouldn't be, you know, an Afish. And again, what's the nafkamin of something's Beno Levena, you know, an Afish? If the husband's made for it, does it go away forever? Does it only go away to the extent that it affects him? So the Mishnah says, One person has a wife and they say, I'm not going to get benefit from brios, from people. So the question is, who is she saying that? Who are people? He cannot revoke the vow. What's the pshat? The Gemara is going to tell us that there's something here that she's not Masana from, even though she's saying she's not going to get pleasure from people. So you would say, okay, that is, that's, that's pretty, what she, she's certainly going to be afflicted by that. She can't get anything from anyone. But the Mishnah still says he cannot be Mefer. We'll have to see the reason. Furthermore, says the Mishnah, she's able to take the gifts from the poor. Meaning she, if she can't benefit from anyone, so then, then what's going to happen? She's got no one to benefit from. She's got no one to benefit from. Which, where is she going to get food from? So the Mishnah says that, don't worry, she could take the gifts from the poor, the lekat, the shikha, and the peah. Now, the lekat, the shikha, and the peah, why isn't that considered getting pleasure from someone? Someone left the corner of the field for the poor. So she's poor, so she go take it. She thinks she's getting pleasure from that person. The terrorist is there, and she's not. Why? Very subtle point in the way matnas aniyam work. Matnas aniyam, you don't give as a gift to the poor. You abandon it, and the poor are allowed to take it. There's no tevas hanah. You can't decide which poor person to give it to, for example. It's not like that. They simply abandon it and then they come and they take it. So therefore, she'll be allowed to take the lekat, the shikha, and the peah. <clears throat> a new case. Someone says, whatever kohanim and levim would benefit from me is usher to them. So you're ushering your own stuff to kohanim and levim. They could take truma and miser even against his will. In other words, what he's trying to do is usher that, but he's not successful because... There's a, there's, there, there's a shiva, a person who's obligated to give that. So he does not in his capability to asser his, his, his portions that he's giving to the, to the Kohen and Levium. Now, what about the fact that he could choose which Kohen and Levi to give it to? So doesn't he have a little bit in it? So it sounds like that little value is not considered monetary value. That tovas anah, the right that he has to decide which Kohen to give it to, is eno mamon. It's not considered money. And therefore, any Kohen just comes and takes it. But we'll see more about this in the Gemara because the next line in the Mishnah makes it complicated. He says, If he didn't say all Kohen and Levim can't benefit from me, he said, he named a specific Kohen who shouldn't benefit from him, then other Kohen could take the Truman Meiser, but it sounds like not that Kohen that he asked. In other words, if he asked specifically one Kohen, then he can't give the Truman Meiser to that Kohen. Why? I guess it sounds like because the Tovah Sanah is Mammon and it's benefits. So therefore, when he chooses, if he would want to give it to that Kohen, that would be considered he was benefiting that Kohen. But that's a little bit funny. Then how come in the case where he asked for all Kohenim and Levium, they could, they could take? He asked for them. So we have to see. We'll have to see in the Gemara a better understanding of what the difference is between when he asks all Kohenim and Levium and we say the Kohenim and Levium can forcibly take away from him. Whereas when he asks one specific Kohen, he cannot give him the Jumma. We'll have to understand that better in the Gemara. We'll wait for that. But first, we're going to go back to the first part of the Mishnah. First part of the Mishnah, the wife says, I'm not going to be nene from brios. People, I'm not going to get benefit from people. The Mishnah says that the husband cannot be made for. What's the Yisrael? She's not afflicted by such a nether. 
Then the Mishnah said another point. She also can take Lecha, Chechel, and Peah. So the Gemara understands, this is very key to follow the Shachavataria. The fact that she can take Lecha, Chechel, and Peah is not the reason why she's not afflicted. There must be a more of, of a basic reason why she's not afflicted, which the Gemara says is El Alma after the Mizanami delay. It must be the reason why she's not afflicted by her nether not to benefit from people is because she could still benefit from her husband's property. Because Maklal Dabao, Brios. When she said, I, I'm not going to get pleasure from people, who's people? She didn't mean to include her husband. That's the assumption. She meant other people. She didn't mean to include her spouse. So she's saying she's not going to get pleasure from anyone else. Okay, say it's fine, but she can still get benefit from her husband. So her husband is still going to be able to provide for her. So she's not afflicted. So that's the shot why when she said, I'm not going to get pleasure from other people, she, the husband can't be made for her because she's not afflicted. The shot is because her husband can still provide for her because the Baal isn't included in the term of Brios. And the reason why the Gemara is assuming that's the shot and not that. The, re, the husband is included, but she could take Lecha, Shechel, Peah, is because the Gemara is assuming like this. First of all, the Lushan of the Mishnah didn't sound like the reason is because of Lecha, Shechel, Peah. The Mishnah sounded like it was like a second point, that she could also take Lecha, Shechel, Peah. But it didn't sound like that was the reason why she's not afflicted. Second of all, it's not a good reason. Think about it. The fact that you could go as a poor person and go find Lecha, Shechel, Peah and figure out how to, you know, scrap together a few things, that doesn't mean you're not afflicted by your nether. She's totally afflicted by your nether. Right? So the Gemara is not thinking now that it's a good reason, it's a satisfactory reason why she's not afflicted because she could take Lech Shechel It's just a secondary point. Therefore, there must be a better reason why she's not afflicted. Must be. The Pshad is the husband's not part of the term of Brios, and if she answered herself from people, she could still benefit from her husband. It says that she could take a Shechel She's not eating from her husband's property. Why? Because then if she's not, she wouldn't be indigent. If her husband could provide for her, and remember, that's why she's not afflicted. That's great. But Lamaisa, why then could she take a Lechel She's not poor. I'm a Babachalabrius. Must be from the end of the Mishnah that her husband was included. And, 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 and the nether was from his stuff as well. So she's really poor, and that's why she's taking Lashachopea. But then we don't understand why he can't be made for. So it's a total cash 22. The, the Gemara's initial premise is that the reason why she's not afflicted, what's the reason why she's not afflicted, is because the husband was not included. We could understand that, and that's beautiful, and everything is good. The, the husband wasn't included, and therefore he could provide for her. The problem is, and then why could she take Lashachopea? And we don't think that the husband was included and, she, and the reason why she's not afflicted is because she's taking, she could take Lech because we don't think that makes sense to us right now. So therefore, we don't understand the Mishnah Meneh Beis. So we get a few answers here. Amar Ula. Le'olam. <coughs> Sorry. Amar Ula Le'olam Lavachal Brios. Really, the husband is not included in the Brios. Really, he is, <coughs> he is providing for her. And the Mishnah is saying, So the point that we're saying is that let's say the husband could provide for her, is mother to provide for her, but Lamai say he's very poor. Let's say he's a very poor person. So if he's going to be very poor, and therefore he's not providing her with anything, she could still take Lech Shechopea. So the main reason why the husband can't revoke the nether is because he's not included in Brios, and she could, be, she could get from his property. However, what would be if the husband was poor and he can't afford it? In that case, Lecharet becomes afflictive. Zok the Mishnah, no, since she could take Lech Shechopea, then, 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 then it's not considered afflictive. Now the Ron adds that the main reason why it's not afflictive is because the husband could provide. 
Avada, the fact that she could take Lechot Shechopeya alone is not strong enough because it's still very annoying. But we're saying it's a coupling of two factors together. Since the husband really wasn't included and he could provide from her, and even if he would be poor, she could still scrap something together. Therefore, overall, it's not an afflictive sort of nether. But had the husband been included, it's still a good point that since the only, if her only solution is to take Lechot Shechopeya, like essentially that's her only solution, then, then it would be afflictive nether. However, Rava disagrees fundamentally. Rava, Amar, Lolam, Baal, No, the husband's totally included in the nether. Umatam, Kamar, when the Mishnah says she could take Lechot Shechopeya, the Mishnah is explaining why the husband can't be made. Matam, Yachal, Afer, if she can't benefit from her husband, so she's totally afflicted, what's the answer? It's actually because she could scrap together, uh, she could scrap together this stuff. So according to his approach, it's not Inoy Nefesh because she could take Lecha Shechopeya. And even though the Mishnah didn't say it with the Lushan of because, we understand that's what it's saying. It's very hard to understand the Svara, the fact that she could, if she would be so poor and scrap together Lecha Shechopeya, according to Rav, that's a Svara that she's not Mizana. But Lamai said that's the answer. Now the Ran says a big Kasha on something that we learned yesterday. Remember the case where the husband is very poor and there was only one store that, that gives him food on credit. If she said she's not going to take the fruit of that store, what did we say? The husband could be made for Because how else is she going to get food? Right? In other words, if <coughs> we could say, okay, instead of going to that store, go to that store, then she's not afflicted by the net. They're not to get fruit from that store. But if the only credit that the husband could get is from that particular store that she named, then she's misana. Then the husband could be made for We learned that a few days ago. Kasha is... Why can't she just take Lechot Shechopeya? According to the answer of Rava, anytime a woman says, I'm not going to take this, we basically say, yeah, but you can still get Lechot Shechopeya. It's not like you're going to starve. You're not going to be afflicted. So it's a very hard question. Again, without Rava, you would say, taking Lechot Shechopeya is never a reason you're not afflicted. You're totally afflicted. It's just that, you know, you could scrap together. You're still afflicted. But now, according to Rava, it's saying that she could take Lechot Shechopeya is a reason why she's not Misana. So what's, what's, the, what's the pshat? So the Ron answers, we have to say that the previous case is where she didn't have access to Lechot Shechopeah. Let's say it was in the months before the harvest. In other words, let's say it's in the middle of the rainy season, right? So there's no Lechot Shechopeah yet, right? It didn't grow yet. So there's no Lechot Shechopeah accessible to her. So there, if she ostered on the, the fruits of a store and the husband doesn't have another store where to get from, there she's going to be afflicted by her netta. But in Achanami, if there are crops available to the poor, even though she has to scrap together to get it, she's not considered afflicted by the nether, and the husband wouldn't be able to be made for it. That's Rav's tremendous novelty. A third answer of Nachman, the husband's not included, and he provides for her, and that's the reason why he's not made for her. I, what's her kasha? Why is she taking lecha shechopeah? If then she was divorced, if she was divorced, um, then, 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 then she's no longer her husband. So here's the key. Once, once the divorce happens, he's included in people. That's the crazy part. He's only, he was only, able, the question was whether he was included or not. So while he was a husband, he wasn't included, right? And that's why he couldn't be made for a taka, because he could provide from her. Once the divorce happens, now he's included in people. He's just a random stranger at that point. Therefore, now that he's included, now she's totally poor. Now that she's totally poor, what's the din? She could take the leket and the shikha and the peah. Then that's her sole, her sole option. And the Mishra is coming to be machadish at that point that she could take after the divorce, the husband is going to be included in people and therefore she has no other option but to take the gifts from the poor.